Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Welcome back to the Kennedy Dynasty Podcast. I'm your host, Allison, and here I am joined by Ryan Pryor for part two of the Robert McNamara episode series. Part two. So exciting. Here we are. Let's go. So when we left off, we were talking about wars, communist wars of liberation. So Kennedy had specifically asked McNamara to basically help the United States redevelop its um, like international relations uh, in regards to its military power. And so they were specifically at the time focusing on South Vietnam and counterintelligence. Um, the Berlin crisis of 1961, which we did a fantastic episode on a few months ago, uh, also played a role in this. Um, it actually led to McNamara uh, vastly increasing the size of the U.S. military force during that time. If you haven't watched or listened to the episode on uh, the Berlin crisis in 1961, go listen to that right after we're done right here. Now. Or, right yeah, now. Right now. No, after wait till this. we're done. Anyway. <laughs> um, and in terms of nuclear weapons, um, basically McNamara essentially uh, helped to, uh, he, he sort of coined this idea of no, a no city strategy or no, like no cities. And what that means is basically he was like, in the event of a nuclear war, we will not seek to destroy civilians or civilian targets in cities like homes and businesses. We're actually going to just focus on destroying the military. Um, he spoke about this in a speech actually in Ann Arbor, in Ann Arbor, Michigan, in 19, June of 1962. Uh, you may recall from another episode that we talked about the Peace Corps, that JFK gave a famous speech in Ann Arbor about the Peace Corps. So if you haven't listened to that episode, go listen to that, not right now, but later. All of these actions directly led uh, to the increase um, in ICBMs, which are intercontinental ballistic missiles, uh, like the Minuteman and the Polaris missile, which were both solid fuel rockets, which were used to deliver nuclear warheads to targets. Really, the defining moment of McNamara's time with the Kennedy administration was the Cuban Missile Crisis. Oh, and guess what? We've done an episode on the Cuban Missile Crisis, um, and that episode is fantastic, and you should go back and listen to that as well we have really covered our bases we have covered the bases we have mm -hmm. covered several bases in two years time we have covered the bases um yes. and so in 13 october 1962 um right he helped sort of create the XCOM, which is the executive executive committee which we've talked about before and he was the one who was sort of in the in the room advising against preemptive airstrikes uh there's an interesting uh, there was a, sort of a strategy that we should have like go in and just destroy, annihilate everything in Cuba quickly so that there wasn't a threat anymore and then deal with the Russians afterward. Um, and he was the one who sort of said, let's not do that because that would cause World War III. And actually, there's this humorous story about him getting into it with one of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, specifically the, uh, the, the Secretary of the Navy. And uh, basically, they got back and forth, back and forth. And the Admiral, at the end of it, basically said, get out of the Naval War Room. Like, you're not qualified to be in here like you you were never in the navy you were only a captain in the air force and you were a statistical Ooh. bomber and an analyst and um and uh, apparently famously mcnamara replied like you do you realize you're talking to the 
the Secretary of Defense, right? So you you actually don't have the power to tell me what to do. And uh, and he eventually won that argument uh, because and 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 later on they sort of devised the plan of quarantining or circulating. Which if, if you don't know what a quarantine is at this point, I don't know where you've been. <laughs> um, but quarantining Cuba in sort of like a encirclement of naval uh, and air uh, you know embargo. Later on. <laughs> At the end of this, at the of the Cuban Missile Crisis, uh, he suggested to Kennedy that the that two generals, including the admiral who told him to leave the 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 naval war room, uh, he he suggested that those two chiefs be fired because politics is politics, baby. Mm-hmm. And uh, Kennedy didn't want to. Uh, he did basically didn't want to get into a Congress and didn't want to piss people off. But he later said that he would fire one of them. And when he asked McNamara who he should fire, McNamara was like, "The Secretary of the Navy." Uh, who was Admiral Admiral Anderson, who was the guy who had tried to kick him out of the Naval War Room. And uh, guy didn't get fired. He got turned into the ambassador to Portugal. Ah, uh, yes. Remember, in, in government, like getting fired, unless you do something really heinous, it's not like what happens when you and I get fired. It's like... <laughs> it's like you're now an ambassador. <laughs> you're now an ambassador to some, you know, great country and you could go sit, you can go live there for a couple of years. Like, yeah. yeah. And then, with the, the, then it sort of transitions to Vietnam. And so... Um, under McNamara, America greatly increased the number of advisors in South Vietnam from around 900 in 1960 uh, to 16,000 uh, by the time JFK was assassinated. Um, wow. So a huge increase. Now, these people were not supposed to engage with combat. And remember, we've talked, we've actually also talked about America's involvement in Vietnam under the Kennedy administration in mm-hmm. another two-part episode that you should definitely go listen to to get context on this. But after JFK, JFK's death and the Gulf of Tonkin incident, which happened in 1964, McNamara was essentially involved in the continued escalation and in the invo- and these sort of eventual uh, escalation to the point of war. The Gulf of Tonkin incident, which is sort of a, a fascinating tidbit in American history, uh, was this you know, sort of the accusation that several North Vietnamese uh, like soldiers had sunk an American destroyer in the Gulf of Tonkin in Vietnam, which basically gave LBJ the carte blanche he needed to sort of escalate into a full-scale war. And really, it can be said that McNamara was the sort of, like the Vietnam War was McNamara's baby. Like it was the thing that sort of defined his career as the Secretary of Defense. He was the one who escalated what was a police action and what was just political incursion all the way up to a full-scale war that we know it as today. While JFK was alive, McNamara also supported putting troops in Laos, which would become a huge part of the post-Vietnam War era like discussion. Laos to this day is still the most heavily bombed country in the history of the world. Oh, that's horrible. Thousands of Laotians have died in tens of thousands of Laotians have died in the last 40 years um, from unexploded ordnance in the country of of Laos, which wasn't even involved in the war. But the the North Vietnamese, the Viet Cong, were using Laos as a way of transporting troops and material to the southern Vietnam war front. And he also supported the original mass spraying of herbicides in rice fields during the 1962 campaign, which would be the precursor to what we would know as Agent Orange. Um, so Agent Orange, of course, the, the, the horrific chemical which was designed to kill vegetation, which was helping to hide Viet, Viet Cong soldiers, um, which would eventually come to, we know, cause like just all the cancer. Wow. Um, in both American soldiers and people in South Vietnam. Golly. Um, so, so again, McNamara and Vietnam are interchanged. In fact, he wrote a book, he wrote several books later on in his life um, where he essentially apologized. 
he was like, I, he was like, this was wrong. Everything about this was wrong. Um, but in the moment, if you're the Secretary of Defense, and again, starting under JFK, remember what was one of the biggest criticisms of JFK as a president, like as the as like when he was becoming president, what was a big criticism of him? It was that he was not going to be the president to fight communism. Mm -hmm. He was weak. He didn't have the ability to fight communism. And so McNamara was given the like the direction of, hey, you have to prove that we're strong on this issue. And so like the escalation of the war in South Vietnam was sort of that we now know about like not to get involved in a Vietnam now because we have Vietnam already in the past. And this is going to sound really weird to say, but at the time, no one knew that Vietnam would turn into what it did, mm -hmm. which was essentially one of the most needless and caustic losses of American life and losses of Vietnamese lives in the history, uh, like uh, unnecessarily, that would teach us that getting involved in these kind of wars was a problem. And so discussing this further, we're going to remind you of the trip that took place. This is from the episode on the Vietnam War and John F. Kennedy, but of the trip that took place in 1963 with McNamara and a General Taylor to go and sort of interview and, and, and sort of gain understanding of the No Din Diem administration who you might recall was the sort of uh, the leader, the, the then leader of the South Vietnamese government. Um, but really Kennedy didn't, remember Kennedy didn't want this guy in power. Kennedy wanted to, to coup this guy. And so on 1st November, 1963, that coup, coup took place, was launched um, and Diem was captured, uh, replaced by General uh, Duran Van Min. And on the 22nd of November, that same month, Kennedy was assassinated and LBJ became president. And he then made McNamara um, the Secretary of Defense um, as well. And again, continued to escalate the Vietnam War. Um, by 1965, they were openly calling it, like people in the media and people in politics were calling it McNamara's War. Mm. And so when we're thinking about McNamara's legacy as the Secretary of Defense, specifically under John F. Kennedy, it is the Vietnam War. Uh, and specifically the idea that McNamara felt it was necess necessary to commit and finish what he had started. And we could argue back and forth and maybe even sort of wax philosophic about whether or not he was sort of saying, I am finishing what I started for the, like, for JFK, for like, you know, after he was assassinated, like, I got into this, I want to get us, I want to see this through. But the other argument is that McNamara really didn't know what he was doing, that he, he kept escalating this, this conflict that was unnecessary. And there is this claim that he had gone to, 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 to South Vietnam during these multiple trips under both JFK and LBJ and had become convinced that the United States could win the war and it, that the South Vietnamese would prevail. But, and this is a big but, in 1968, he commissioned a set of reports by the Department of Defense to basically look at all Western involvement in Vietnam from the 1950s all the way up through 1965 during his tenure. He would not stay Secretary of Defense long enough to see these, this, this report be finished. But by the time it was finished and it was delivered to his desk, he knew enough to, to say, and he literally said, I don't want to see this thing. I don't want to see this thing. And this thing would become buried in the Pentagon files. Um, and we do not have time to talk about that today. We are going to talk about it in the future. But this report, and I'm not going like, to give it too much away because the story is fantastic, but this report would essentially say that McNamara not only knew, that McNamara and JFK not only knew that the war in Vietnam was untenable, but that they deliberately escalated tensions in, the, in that country for political gain. 
And this would be one of the biggest scandals of the early 1970s. In fact, if you've seen uh, The Post, yeah, uh, the movie The Post with... Um, Meryl Streep. Meryl Streep. And Tom Hanks, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's what that's all about. And this is one of the biggest... Like, the Pentagon Papers was one of the, the sort of fundamental things in the early 1970s that, that really destroyed American faith in their government in the, like, in the 1970s. Um, and it's directly tied to, to Robert McNamara and John F. Kennedy. Because John F. Kennedy is the reason, John F. Kennedy and McNamara are the reasons that we started the war in Vietnam, point blank. Eisenhower was certainly a part of it, was certainly the original, but it was JFK and McNamara who escalated things to the point where we had to commit or get out. We either had to commit to it and finish it, which we didn't do, or get out. And they and McNamara specifically chose to commit. Wasn't it that... JFK was eventually going to pull back, or that was his intention to pull back. What, or his intention was always to pull back, but he died before he able he ever got the chance to do yeah. so. And, yeah. and 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 we don't know what he would have done. Yeah, we true. don't know. We can't speculate as to what he would have done had he survived. Um, we just know what he was doing at the time. Yeah. Um, wow. So Robert McNamara left office in the fall of 1968, literally, and then like like six months later, the Pentagon Papers became, and he like they had like they had a copy delivered to him as an ex Secretary of, of Defense, and he was like, no, I don't want to read these things because because he he knew what they said. Yikes. And 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 they try and the Pentagon tried to bury them, like tried to, and through a series of whistleblowers and incredible and an incredible story, they got out, and that's what we're going to talk about in the future. And even though it doesn't doesn't take place under the administration of JFK or even during the life of RFK, uh, it is an important piece of JFK's legacy and McNamara's legacy as well. He became the World Bank president from 1969 to 1981. Uh, he retired, and not retired, he, became, he was 65 in 1981, and then he became what we call a policy wonk. A policy wonk is someone who is just like, you know, in think tanks and like communicates and gives speeches and discusses foreign events and affairs and wrote several books, many of which on the Vietnam War and his sort of interpretation of it until his death in 2009 at 93 years old. That's the story of Robert McNamara as it is relating to the presidency of John F. Kennedy and who he was as an individual, how he got to be in that position. There is so much left to be discussed in regards to the Vietnam War and like the motivations behind elevating or escalating conflict, the result of that, and the story of the Pentagon Papers, which uh, I think your listeners will really appreciate, and we will we will get to it at some point. That was awesome, Friar. There you Thank go. Thank you. Thank you so much. I learned a lot. It's been my pleasure. Uh, this is this is a cool story, um, and uh, Robert McNamara is certainly a a prolific figure in the 20th century of American politics and, and military history, and so you you ought to know about him. You For ought sure. to know about him if you care about history and the like. So, and the Kennedys really loved him. Uh, he yeah. was actually a pallbearer for uh, Robert Kennedy. So, mm. yeah, they really just always loved and respected McNamara as well. So, I wanted to insert that too. Thanks, Pryor. I really appreciate it. And uh, yeah, it's been it's it's great. It's always great to come out and discuss and talk with you and 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 share some history and 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 banter back and forth and talk about anything under the sun. You know, true fave thing. Sounds good. Um, yeah. Well, <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Guys, make sure you're and again, subscribed. Oh. Yeah, be, be subscribed because be looking out because at some point whenever we can figure this out, whenever the time works, we are going to have an episode on 
the Pentagon Papers. And yes. the Pentagon Papers are fascinating. And we'll probably do that next time you're on. That would just kind of yeah. make sense. Well, well, I don't think we'll be able to do it before the 100th anniversary, the 100th, uh, the 100th episode. I'm not okay. sure we'll be able to do that. So the if it's if we can we can do it before the 100th episode, hey, fully. But I would imagine that my next episode will be the 100th episode. So Gotcha. Sounds good. Well, make sure you're subscribed, like Pryor said. Also, make sure you, you are subscribed to the Kennedy Dynasty newsletter. Uh, I will put a link in the description of this episode so that you can click and subscribe and keep up to date on all things Kennedy Dynasty. Also, check out my merch shop. It's summer. I've got tanks. I've got t-shirts. I've got all the things you could possibly want. Get your merch. Get your swag. And get out there on the beach repping Kennedy Dynasty. That's all I've got, and I will talk to you guys soon. Come on and vote for Kennedy. Vote for Kennedy. Keep America strong. Kennedy, he just keeps rolling up. Kennedy, he just keeps rolling up. Kennedy, he just keeps rolling along. Vote for Kennedy. I'm Ken Harbaugh, host of Burn the Boats from Evergreen Podcasts. I interview political leaders and influencers, folks like award-winning journalist Soledad O'Brien and conservative columnist Bill Kristol about the choices they confront when failure is not an option. I won't agree with everyone I talk to, but I respect anyone who believes in something enough to risk everything for it, because history belongs to those willing to burn the boats. Episodes are out every other week wherever you get your podcasts.